This podcast is hosted by a child sexual abuse and rape survivor who has also experienced homelessness, physical and emotional abuse, suicide attempts, and other traumatic events. Although Jess speaks with tenderness and charity on these subjects, some may find the content uncomfortable to listen to. If you are sensitive to these types of life experiences, we encourage you to pause this podcast and read the show notes for the particular episode to decide if you would like to continue. You're listening to the Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen podcast, hosted by Jess Echeverry, wife to a Catholic deacon, mother to five children, and dog mom to English bulldogs Chulo and Duke, as well as a survivor, speaker, woman and family advocate, and author. A convert to the faith, Jess goes beyond the class curriculum or church document and invites you to a conversation about our daily faith walk, our relationship with Christ and the church, and everything else in between. It's a heart-to-heart that leaves you with a good feeling in your soul. And now, without further ado, here's Jess. Hello, my friends, and thank you again for joining me on this podcast, Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen, on episode two of my Linton podcast series, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness. If you haven't listened to episode one, I highly encourage you to pause this and go click on episode one and give it a listen. I think you'll get... Um, a good deal out of it, and it will help you to understand what this episode um, is about and what I'm going to be sharing with you. If you did get a chance to listen to episode one, thank you so much for joining me and for your support, and I really pray that the, the Spirit of God enters your heart and really rewards you for your openness um, in learning more about perfect forgiveness. In this episode, I am going to speak more in depth about the forgiveness cycle. In my book, Dazzled, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness, in the end, I believe it's the epilogue, I do go into brief descriptions of the different phases, there's four of them, in the forgiveness cycle that God allowed me to experience. And so what I'm going to do today in this episode is talk about phase one in that forgiveness cycle. But what I'd first like to do is I'd like to try and give you a visual, right? So imagine a pie, okay, which is great. I love imagining pies (laughs) because I love pies. But just imagine a pie. And we cut this pie into four equal pieces, right? So there's a line down the middle vertically and there's a line down the middle horizontally, okay? That's our forgiveness cycle. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a we're going to take a stamper, right? A circle stamper, imaginary, and we're going to stamp right in the center at the top, right? Of that vertical line in the center. We're going to stamp that big dot there, right? Imagine like a bingo stamper or something. We're going to stamp right up there. And what that is on our forgiveness cycle pie that we've created is that is the wound. That is the offense, right? That is the 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 wound or offense that has happened to you. And um, some people just have one. Some people have many, like myself. But that's that's where it starts, okay? Um, and so we're going to start with that circle at the top, and that's the wound. And now imagine like a clock, okay? There's a big hand that's coming out of the center of this forgiveness cycle pie. And it's going to turn clockwise as we move through these phases of the forgiveness cycle, Just imagine that clock hand going through. And today, we have our wound, whatever that is for you. Um, And it could be more than one. And, you know, I I would say focus on just one, right? One wound at a time. 
And so we have our wound. We're at the top of our forgiveness cycle pie chart. And our big hand is moving over into the first quadrant because there's four. And that is phase one. And the name of that phase is called denial. Because denial is our, it's our body's way, right? Our, our psychological, our emotional, our, um, our consciousness. It's, it's our body's way of coping, right? Or it's, it's like a defense mechanism that we do when we are experiencing some type of trauma or offense that's overwhelming for us. And when that happens... It's really because we're trying to protect ourselves. But we we go into denial. Now, some people, depending on how traumatic their wound that, that's being um, occurred, you know, some people actually go into disassociation, which I did um, during my, my rape when I was 12. Um, it Disassociation is when you actually separate yourself from the reality of what's happening. And, of course, you're doing that also – you know, our, we're doing that as a way to survive the situation, to cope, um, to defend ourselves. You know, if we accept reality at that moment, it's just too much to bear. So there are people who have experienced disassociation in their wound. Most people that I've encountered um, who don't have um, severe wounds like rape um, are, they, you know, they get wounded and they fall into denial. Okay, so stage one is denial. And stage one, we are considered a victim, right? We're in this type of victim mentality. And the reason why I say that is because there's victim and then there's survivor. And and I know you've, you know, you've seen a lot about, oh, I'm a survivor of, or they're a victim of. You know, when we speak about a victim, we're speaking about someone who has no control over what's happening to them. And that is phase one. The only control we really have is this kind of denial. And what we've done is when the offense happens, we've kind of packed it up. Denial has allowed us to kind of pack this offense up, put it in this nice little box and shove it down deep into our being, into our soul. And that is the denial that happens. This is this didn't happen. I'm not going to think about it. Um, it's too hard to face the truth and the reality of what the wound is. And that's how denial helps us to just keep, you know, just keep moving on. It's a survival tactic, especially if you were young, right, at the age of your offense or trauma. And um, those wound boxes, you know, and, and you can experience another wound, right? So you can either, some people it takes a long time to put it in that box and put it down, and some people, they've learned because they've unfortunately have experienced trauma and then another trauma and another offense. They've kind of gotten used to this now process where the offense happens, denial kicks in, maybe some disassociation. We've got this down now. We put it in the box. We shove it down. We move on. And so that is the body's way of protecting itself from hurting, right, and feeling the pain of the truth of what has happened. So with me, that happened um, my first woundedness really came in the brokenness of my family. And I was too little to understand and know. But as I grew older and realized that, you know, my parents, my mother and father who conceived and gave birth to me, um, their divorce, you know, the splitting up of my family unit was a wound for me. 
Um, and then there were additional marriages, step parents, and divorces, and then remarriages. So that was a wound for me. That may be your only wound, and that's okay. You know, we don't compare wounds. Everybody has a wound that, that that's hurt them, and that I'm hoping this, you know, walking through the different phases of the forgiveness cycle can help you with whatever wound um, that you have. But divorce, um, the breaking up of the family unit is actually a very deep wound for many people. There's um, actually a great ministry, um, Adult Children of Divorce. There's a great book by Layla Miller. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and There's actually a couple great books. And it is actually giving voice to the adults the adult children of divorce and what they've felt their whole lives and and having gone through that. So it is de- divorce is definitely a wound um, that people carry around. Obviously, there's the ones that I experienced um, after, you know, the brokenness of my family when I was 10. I was molested. Um, that created a wound in me and really a deformation. It began the deformation of my identity because I was so young. I was only 10 and I was still kind of, you know, I'm forming who who this person is that Jessica is, is going to grow up to be. And um, so that was a, 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 a traumatic wound for me. And then two years later, um, I was raped. Um, and that, again, very traumatic wound. And so here I am now, by the time I'm 12, I've suffered these. And now, you know, I'm now a pro at, you know, suffering a wound, packing it up, putting it away and living in this type of denial, right? I am living my life as a victim with this victim mentality. And so even though in phase one, we are a victim, you know, it's not our fault what's happened to us. The fact that we are denying it and we are living in this victim mentality, that means that, you know, it, it is affecting everything that we're doing, even though we don't know that. We can't see that because it's not in our consciousness. It's affecting the decisions we make. It's, it's affecting how we feel about certain things, you know, um, the choices that we decide, the people we decide to be around. It is affecting. So do know that. It is affecting everything that that person is doing. And for some people, it's a, it's a driving force in whatever um, they're doing in that point. I, as I said before, you know, the, the divorce of my parents was a, was, a, was a great wound for me, my molestation, my rape. I ended up being homeless um, for quite a few years. I experienced very deep traumatic wounds in that experience. So for me, for someone like me, and there are people out there who have these multiple, sometimes excessive amount of wounds, you know, it's, it is possible to heal from all of them. You know, I am a witness to that. And that's why I'm making this podcast series is to give people that hope that even though it feels overwhelming, and overbearing on us, that it is absolutely possible with God to go through this forgiveness cycle and find this perfect forgiveness for every single one of our wounds, even if it's just one. Now, in phase one in denial, we've established, you know, we're a victim, we're making choices as a victim, we are in denial, we don't want to face what's happened to us, so we don't talk about it, we don't, 
share it with others. It just hasn't happened. It's not a part of our lives. We've buried it deep down. And sometimes, depending on how traumatic the wound is, it can even be repressed. So for me, the wound that I repressed was my molestation. I had repressed it. And so even after I got married and I was in therapy for a couple years, you know, and I was talking about the, you know, the divorce of my parents and my relationships and my abusive relationships and my rape, it didn't come out until after I was already in therapy and talking about those things. And I couldn't believe that I didn't remember it until then. So there are people who have repressed their wounds. Um, this happens in the, the wound and then phase one, the, the denial stage. And, and that sometimes those repressed wounds don't come out. And we'll talk about that actually in phase two a little bit more. How do people come out of phase one? How do you how do you call, how do you how does that clock hand move from phase one to phase two in this forgiveness cycle pie? Great question, Jess. Um, actually, for me, and I think for most people that I've encountered, um, just life, especially if you've suffered childhood wounds, um, just getting older, um, life events happening. If you, you know, you, you get older, you start dating, you get married, um, people with marriage and family in divorce wounds, once that happens, it could start surfacing, you know, it could start bubbling up. You could start feeling certain feelings and be like, oh my gosh, where's that coming from? Or why am I feeling this way? Like that could start happening. Um, if you have childhood wounds, when you start to have children or when you have a child, um, then that is a life event that can, that can kind of break open that wound box and it starts trying to force its way up, right, and out so it can be dealt with. The thing is, is that our wounds need to be dealt with. So they're, you know, God in his infinite mercy is always trying to bring you to the awareness of them so that he can heal them and redeem them for you. So coming out of phase one, and look, and some people stay in phase one their whole lives, their whole lives. And that's actually a prayer that I pray every once in a while. I pray for all of the, the, the souls that are wounded and stuck in phase one um, because they need that prayer in order to break out of it. You know, there are people who are stuck in phase one. And that makes me so sad. But how can someone move from phase one to phase two? Again, by choice... You know, you can choose something happens in your life and you start to feel a different way and you're like, hmm, maybe I should go to therapy. Maybe I should start talking, you know, to this person or maybe I should start a journal. Maybe I should start journaling. Those are different ways where now your heart is opening up to kind of see what's down inside of you, right? What, what it, where is all this coming from? And that can lead you into discovering right? What your wounds are. And that leads you into phase two, which is the acknowledgement phase. Sometimes, sometimes you're shocked out of phase one denial and kind of forced into phase two. This happens if you have a mental health crisis, if you have a breakdown, if, you know, you get a trigger that creates this superior, this extreme 
um, anxiety and mental reaction to something, then you what happens is you you have such a severe mental health event that your interior self is just in chaos and crisis. And when that happens, you you've kind of been you've been shocked out of the denial and now you're facing it and you and you feel like you have no choice. And that happens too. That absolutely happens too. And that's really scary. But most people in my experience that I've encountered it is because of a life event that has happened um, or they're getting older or here's the great news. They encounter somebody who tells their personal testimony and they connect with it and that helps move them into a different phase, um, which thanks be to God. And hopefully this podcast helps people to do that as well. But that's phase one. It's denial. It's where the wound occurs and what our, what our body, what our minds, what our spirits, what our consciousness decides to do with that wound. Most of the time when a wound occurs, we are not in a situation where we're either in a position to get the help immediately that we need or we're too young to even understand what's happened to us. And so a majority of people stay in phase one for, um, for a long amount of time. I moved from phase one to phase two when I was in, when I, when I started therapy after I got married. So, you know, if you take my whole life up to, you know, when I started going to therapy, that would be probably, I was probably 30 years old when I started going to therapy. So that's a, that's a very long time, you know, 30 years, you know, from birth, um, even let's just say at 10 years, that's still 20 years from, from the time I was molested. So the denial phase is definitely a long one, but the key is to move out of phase one to keep that clock hand going through the cycle. Um, and so we really need to pray. I'd love to, I'd love for you to join me in prayer for all of those wounded souls, um, especially the ones that are listening right now, um, for their hearts to be moved into phase two for them to come into acknowledgement of the truth of what's happened to them and for them to journey with Jesus Christ through the rest of this forgiveness cycle and to find perfect forgiveness. I hope you'll join me next week for episode three as I go deeper into forgiveness and the perfect forgiveness pie. Um, and I talk about phase two, which is acknowledgement acknowledgement of the wounds that have occurred to us and allowing the truth to help set us free. God bless you. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe and spread the word. Tell your friends and family on social media to leave us a five-star review. Make sure to check the show notes for helpful links about topics discussed in this episode. Jess's latest book, Dazzled, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Balboa Press, as well as Momaletics.com. That's M-O-M-M-A-L-E-T-I-C-S.com, where you can also connect with her directly. Thanks for listening, and make sure you join us next time for more heart-to-heart -heart and good feelings in your soul on Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen.